Listen, laugh, and learn. Welcome to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Good morning, good morning. Uh, it's the Don Miller Show right here on Florida Man Radio. Um, I got to get amped up, guys. You know every day I got to get amped up. It's a damn, damn shame that I got to come in here and get amped up every day. But again, it's getting easier and easier to get amped up when you're looking at the nonsense that's going on in this country. It is so easy to get amped up and pissed off, to be honest with you. Thank you for joining us Monday through Friday right here on Florida Man Radio. Head over to the App Store. Grab the Florida Man Radio app on your smartphone. You can take us anywhere you go. You can also listen to the Don Miller Show podcast in the evenings or whenever you got time to go back and listen if you miss the show. Uh, also, feel free to jump in. 321-339-1055 is the number to doubt. You have tuned in again to the Don Miller Show right here on Florida Man Radio. Uh, we got Holly yet. Okay, we're working through that. Uh, LP, what's up, man? Bug Ground can't complain. How you doing, Don? Hey, man, Bug Ground can't complain. Listen, I want you to join us in this conversation today. I got a lot to talk about. Um, it's just so much. And, and I want to spend a few minutes out of the gate having a really brief personal conversation with the listeners and myself, okay? Um, being black on conservative talk radio, a real station, mm. a real network of stations, is very difficult. And I want people to understand. The embrace that I have gotten here, I couldn't appreciate more. I've been doing this for a long time. This is not my first time uh, being on conservative radio. Uh, myself and Demika Page, we've done it uh, several places. Uh, but this place is different. This is place it makes it really feels like home here, mm -hmm. and um, but but there's a significant amount of pushback as a black guy having these type of conversations, and it's not from the white folk that you run into, uh, not even the white Democrats, but it's black folk who see you in a certain light when you're sitting here having these conversations, and so uh, please understand. Sometimes when I get emotional. Uh, oftentimes I can have any type of political conversation with my friends who don't look like me and we agree to disagree. But it's different when you are engaging in the lively art of conversation with people who look like you, especially when your politics may differ. And so it becomes really challenging. And, um, I, I, and I tell D'Amica all the time that Oftentimes, you want to just kind of steal away and find that safe place, that haven where you can just, where there are people just, you know, I, look, I got some great friends who I talk about everything to, okay? Great black friends that I talk about everything to, politics. And, and these are people, they just happen to be broad thinkers. But that, that, that box of people who are stuck in a mindset, it's just amazing to me. So a few days ago, I was having a conversation about the New York mayor with a friend of mine who lives in another city. And we were talking about, maybe this was yesterday, we were talking about the $53 million in prepaid debit cards that Mayor Eric Adams of New York is giving to the undocumented illegal immigrants. Because they're illegal to me, as far as I'm concerned. They're illegal. If I snuck my black ass into somebody's country, yeah. I'm illegal. Okay, Committed felony. 
So I'm having this conversation, and here's a guy who was just talking to me about how hard it is for his brother, who is a retired military person, who run into some drug problems in the last 15 years, can't get any help. And he's like, it's so hard. It's so hard for him to get some help. And then he's talking to me about his mom and what she's tried, got to go through to get her Social Security. It just He's talking to me about all these terrible governmental entities. This is about three weeks ago we had this conversation that are not doing their jobs what he, is what he said. My brother's struggling, got to deal with the VA, yada, yada. It's hard to get in touch with anybody. My mom, Social Security benefits are being messed up. And, and I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, it's a mess. And then he debates me on why it's okay for the government to give out $53 million in prepaid debit cards to illegal immigrants in New York. And then he goes on to say that we have to do this. And the interesting thing, after I did more research, these people uh, didn't like the food that they had been given. So the city of New York thought it was a good idea to give them prepaid debit cards so that they could shop at bodegas and delis and buy the food they want. So a family of four breaks down to about $1,000 a month, which is about $35 a day. And he's telling me this. And at the end of the conversation, I say, I say, did you did you get your mom's situation fixed? No, 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 man. It's hard to get in touch with anybody. I say, how's your brother doing, right? So you got all these issues with your family, and you're going to defend giving $53 million, $53 million in prepaid debit cards to somebody who shouldn't even be in this country. And this is how ridiculous. Yesterday I talked briefly about narrative contradiction and hypocrisy. We are becoming, we're becoming not a divided nation. We're becoming a pretty sick nation. And, and it's really, really unfortunate, right? Because some of these people, it's just so hard even talking to them. It's so hard having a conversation with them because you want to point out the ridiculousness in the dialogue, but you know you say to yourself, self, let it go. So, again, uh, this is very difficult uh, it's easier when I'm sitting in here talking to you guys. But when I go back into my environment, man, it's harder there because there are so many people who are so sucked into an ideology that has absolutely done nothing for them, not even close. Not at all. It's, in, it's, it's incarcerated them at great numbers for nonviolent criminal offense. It's done everything totally opposite of what they have sought for so long. Give us a call, 321-339. You get that off my chest. Man, I'm just tired of dumbass people, man. I just really want to go take a nap right now. <laughs> hey, uh, feel free to give us a call. Uh, you, you know, it's interesting, right, because when I saw the mayor talking about this $53 million, when I saw the mayor talking about this $53 million, lazy, I'm like, here we go again, man. Yeah. $53 million, it's just the money that they're handing out to the these 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 migrants, these illegal yeah. migrants, right? His 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 defense was 
We need to dispel with the rumors that we give American Express cards to everyone because that is not true. Uh, he said we 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 told everyone we have to find a cheaper and a more efficient way to distribute food. So give them money and give them take the resources away from your own citizens instead of giving them the actual food. Uh, is Holly with us? Okay, let me, do we have our guest? Okay, hey, uh, listen, we're being joined right now. I'm coming. I'll be there in a minute, guys. Just hang, hang tough. I know y'all want more energy. You'll get it. <laughs> um, our guest today is Crystal Jenkins. She is uh, the host of Poppin' Politics over on YouTube and the co-host of Red Pill Brown Girl Podcast. And she's got a book out. Uh, I'm going to let her tell you about that, how you can go get that book. Hey, Crystal, how are you? Hey, Don, how are you? Thanks oh, for having me. I'm so glad to have you on. And... Uh, I've been following you, and I just absolutely love what I'm hearing from you and just wanted to, you know, I, I, listen, I listen to a lot of young people who are bright and, and who are well thought out in their dialogue, and I just wanted to make sure uh, that I invited you to join our platform and just kind of uh, talk about how you have come to the place you are and a few other things if you got time for us today. I just want to say thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. I'm so grateful uh, that you invited me. Oh, my God, you do such good work. I mean, like, you're just so strong, and, and I love strong men that are strong in their conviction and just kind of sharing with the world. I love it. Uh, so, so, Crystal, <laughs> listen to this, right? So you used to be a Democrat, right? Yes. What happened? Oh, my God, the truth happened. <laughs> <laughs> so I used to be a Democrat. I was educated in HBCUs or indoctrinated, or would you say, mm -hmm. in HBCUs. Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. And And for whatever reason, like, my husband and I, we had a good life in Virginia where we lived in the Commonwealth with our fists in the air, mm -hmm. talking about white supremacy. <laughs> and then we took our behinds to go live in the Baltimore. <laughs> And we had to face the policies that we were supporting mm -hmm. because, you know, back then we were in Virginia. Right. So, you know, it was great. And then when we moved to Baltimore and we seen everybody's black and everybody's poor, everybody's impoverished, the schools, we had to take our kids out of public schools. We're like, what the hell <laughs> did we sign up for? Mm -hmm. And in 2020, that was in 2020, and then we started listening. The pandemic happened, started listening to President Trump, and I was a never-Trumper. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Started yeah. listening to, and I was like, that's more what I believe. <laughs> Absolutely. You, so, you, you know, it's interesting. You say you went to an HBCU. Where'd you go? Oh, Winston-Salem State. Ah, <laughs> you know. All right. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, my good friend Coach so, Gaines was there for many years. Yes, absolutely. God rest his soul. Yes. So uh, <laughs> let's talk to me a little bit about how you jumped into the political conversation with Poppin' Politics. Uh, how did you get into this? I'm listening to you. You guys got to go follow uh, Crystal Jenkins. I'm telling you, uh, Red Pill, Brown Girl podcast, and Poppin' Politics on YouTube – I'm telling you guys, you're going to love her. So tell us a little bit about what was the foray into pop and politics, into the political conversation as a person who had just, in a sense, found out that you had been engaging in ridiculousness for so long. So the thing about it is I've always been a fan of politics, but I was on the other side. So, I mean, I campaigned for Barack Obama. I used to travel with my own money to go to other states and win Pennsylvania for Barack Obama. <laughs> so I've always been 
into politics. But I was into politics as a college student, not as a mom and a wife and a homeowner. And and your perspectives are very different. And so once I obviously kept living and I tell everybody sometimes when I'm talking to them and they're saying this ridiculous Democrat stuff, I'm like, you know what, baby, keep living. You know, like that's what the old folks keep living, baby. Absolutely. And so, so then, you know, when I started to be vocal about, hey, I don't really agree with these policies, people would shut me down. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, ah, uh-uh, you're not allowed. You know, like they would literally. And I had to really, I think I took a couple, I think I took a couple years off because I was just quiet because I did, I was almost ashamed. Like, you know, you have Facebook and your friends are asking you, are you a Trump supporter? And I'm like, no, I'm not a Trump supporter. I just think that y'all are stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, really, and right. so... And then, you know, it was like last year I said, you know what? I have to have the courage of my convictions because my children have to live here. Mm -hmm. And once I got that kind of like, I don't know, just fire under me. I remember calling the host of our show. Her name is KJ. And I said, hey, you know, um, I I think I like this thing. And I started to, you know, really um, talk to the ladies that were on Pop and Politics. They were doing this before me. Like they were like the, the, you know, the pioneers per se, they were mm-hmm. in Baltimore speaking this stuff. And I mean, it's scary because people like ostracize you. You can lose so much. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I said, I'm going to go for it. And they let me come on. And I love it ever since. So that's when I started my own show, like kind of like a spinoff of theirs mm-hmm. called Red Pill Brown Girl to share my experience and talk like we talk like our culture. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, doesn't really listen to the Tim Scott, even though I love him. Mm-hmm. They're not going. They're not trying to hear that. Right. And so when I'm talking to them, they're like, you know what? That's true. And I and I yeah. we've been but, doing it ever since. But again, uh, tell me a little bit about your background, and I'll tell you why I want to ask this question. Right? Because mm-hmm. oftentimes people think or look at someone's background and uh, automatically kind of separate them from the struggle. So tell us a little bit about your background. Oh, man. So I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Mm. And I'm telling you, like, I I like to tell people, like, I grew up, like, in the hood, like, in the the 90s, (laughs) where, you know, boarded up buildings and crap. It ain't Brooklyn like it is now. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I remember when it was transitioning and my my family in, in the building that we were in, they were actually trying to make it nice and paint flowers in the front of our building. And I remember all the people pulling up the flowers. They didn't want it to be nice. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, people talk all of this crap about uh, Mayor Giuliani. But I remember distinctly the day that I was afraid to go to school and then the day that I wasn't. Like, I mean, they were pulling um, um, those little strings off your Jansport book bags. You was getting sliced in the face. They used to say, mm-hmm. yo, well, I'm going to give you a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that that I'm like from the hood. Right. And I remember to save my life, I had gotten into like all kinds of trouble. And to save my life, my mom sent me to go live with my sister in North Carolina when I was 16. And that's how I um, like, like kind of just got out of that whole lifestyle. And I mean, it's, it, it, I mean, like, so when I, when I hear people say, Oh, well, you don't understand. I'm like, girlfriend, sir, like you don't know what, I've been through and, and just understanding that that lifestyle and our culture is a dead end and it doesn't have anything to do with white people or race. I'm, I didn't know a white person until I moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact. I think I had one white teacher mm-hmm. when I was growing up in school. Yeah. They were like an anomaly. Like, I mean, like, and so 
the the fact that racism never really affected me because I was basically the majority, so and we were. That that, that that proves the point that um, Don has been pointing out a long time ago is that policy um, supersedes race. You, 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 and, that, yeah. and what she just said is what I've been telling people for Facts. years. I ain't no no white people till I was 15, 16. Right? So uh, racism was not even something on my periphery. I didn't even, what's racism? All exactly. I know is this, right? And, that there exactly. are, and there are a lot of people like this, right? Yes. I think yeah. the people who came from environments that was that encompassed everyone saw a different America, but yeah. pff, I ain't know nothing about racism. What's racism? Yeah. Okay. So, well, so you, you, were, you were affected by what was going on at, in the White House and what was going on in the world outside. So, so let, me, let me ask you a question. You mentioned New York and your upbringing in New York. Uh, yeah. What the hell is Eric Adams doing, Crystal? Where'd they oh get this God. clown from? He's a clown. Oh, my God. You know what, though? You know what? I I, I struggle with him. Mm-hmm. Here's why I struggle. I'm, see, I know he knows what the right thing is to do. Yes, like, yes, Brother yes, Man yes. knows what the right thing is yes, to do. Yes. But he is held by the balls. Let me yes, tell you about absolutely. those people. Yeah. And he and, and it's so crazy that he's still doing that because they literally threw him to the wolves. Oh yeah, they they, they tried to they sent the FBI to get him. <laughs> they told him shut up until the election. Right. Shut up. Don't say nothing. Yes. And they sent the FBI to mess with him. And I, you know, I I do believe again that this guy knows what to do he was not a made oh, man yeah. he does not come from that political structure in New oh, York. Yeah. And he landed this job, and then he got there, and they're like, dude, shut your mouth because <laughs> go along to get along. And, and, and I'm looking at him now. I want to talk briefly about this $53 million in prepaid debit cards to these illegals. Uh, your thoughts? So my thing is is that they have these illegals here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's my understanding that it's so many of them that if they do, if they try to get rid of them, they're going to have to bring in the National Guard. <laughs> like they, their their police officers cannot handle How bad getting rid of. I, like legit, like they have a problem, and I think that he is just desperate. And something about they don't like the food or they don't like the food or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of feel like he has to admit that he's lost and he needs to get with Texas. He needs to get with DeSantis and say, yo, bro, they got me out here. I need y'all help. But he refuses to do that, which is crazy to me. You can't keep feeding these people. Like, if you continue to give them food, give them housing, give them shelter, not even including the schools. Like, I have, I still have family that live there. My parents still live there. And, like, my mom's a social worker. She is overrun mm-hmm. completely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, mm. it's, and it's insane. You know, hey, Holly Holloman's with us. Uh, hey, Holly, good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. You got any question? You got a good question? Morning. You got a question good, for Chris? Good morning. Uh, no, I'm actually just like listening to, you know, the things that she's saying. And it's uh, uh, very true, mm-hmm. you know, from what she's, she sounds like. And I'm like, I'm, I'm stunned just to hear the, 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 the banter just. I, I'm, I'm enjoying listening to her talk. I'm so, sorry. So, so, um, so, Crystal, so your mom is still there. She's a social worker. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us about the stories we're hearing about the, the influx of these migrant children in the public school system is throwing off the entire system. Uh, is there truth to that? Oh, my God. So my, my, I, have, I have family members there. So one of my nieces is a, is a teacher there. 
and she has to learn Spanish. It went from having to, like two kids in the classroom or two, like to 10 children that do not speak English. And so the kids that are there, which are usually poor and black, mm-hmm. are already struggle with, you know, reading, writing, and arithmetic. They've been home for three years and now they're back. So they're already behind. Now you have to figure out how to communicate. And, and I mean, the children are in it, you know, like these, unfortunately, these, these Hispanic children or, or, um, Venezuelan children, wherever they come from, like non-English speaking children, they're innocent in this deal, yep. but they're there and we're having to like try to help them. And it's, it's just so bad. The teacher, I can't believe that we haven't had a mass exodus when it comes to teachers in New York, because I mean, the, the job is just in impossible at this point you know and, and I'm, I'm i'm i was watching early on eric adams uh talking about bring them here we can handle them no problem we're in new york yay new york okay go giants you know what i mean go jets bring them all and now he's like oh hell no and uh he was he just got a shot taken at him by the rapper 50 cents yep. and 50 cents tweeted out uh 53 million dollars in prepaid debit cards maybe we should look at trump yeah, and uh, there's another rapper who just sent something out the other day. It'll come to me briefly. Uh, tell me, as a young African American, young black woman uh, it, that's out here in the podcast environment, uh, getting a lot of attention. I've been following you. You are hitting home runs every time you come to the microphone. Tell us what you see. We talked yesterday about Joe Biden uh, having goof, goofball ass Jim Clyburn uh, go to the microphone and said that black people aren't shying away. Uh, from uh, Joe Biden, even though we all know at this level that that's the truth. What are you hearing from young black people in this country? I mean, like, I get it in my DMs all the time. Like, people are waking up because the fact of the matter is, is it's affecting us in ways that they had never even thought about it. Black people historically usually worry about other people. I mean, they just do. Like when Trump was putting, oh, the kids in the cages. Like, right, yeah, you know that's nonsense. Had, like, so I had family members that live in Baltimore. Um, my husband's side of the family live in Baltimore. And they're in the hood living in a bando. <laughs> but they're talking about the kids in the cages. Right, and I'm right. Like, are you are you are you freaking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And so when I'm starting to talk to them, they're like, you know what, that's true. I said, the fact of the matter is, is when this is all over, it's going to affect the poor black. Yes. And they're not, they're starting to realize your kids don't have anywhere to go. Your kids can't go to back to Venezuela or back to your home. You, if they destroy this, this is all you got. Thanks. And once they hear that message that, hey, this is affecting me, this is affecting my children, I have to leave something better than I had for them. And when that reality starts to hit, then they're like, oh, shoot. Because, you know, Democrats, you've been taught this fake compassion, you know? Oh, you know, we are the world. Like, and it's all fake because at the end of the day, if you don't care for your own household, then then, then the Bible the Bible calls you worse than an infidel. Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting you say that because uh, they co-op black folk, the Negro, at a level that yeah. I've never seen before. You're right. I remember when they were showing us the kids in the cages and <laughs> and people who were the poorest people that could, couldn't be any poor were like, oh, my God, look at the kids yeah. in the cages. You're in a cage. Your whole family's in a cage, right? And you're they got you worried about some people who shouldn't be here that's in a cage. Look, Thanks. I get it. I'm, I, I call myself a Christian three days a week, right? But at one point... 
at what point, seriously, guys, are we we are being co-opted and pimped out. They run over here with the homosexuals and the LGBTQIA, whatever. Mm. They bring yeah. that over here. Then they say to us, our struggle is just like the Civil War. Get your <laughs> gay ass somewhere and sit down. Because they, they always yeah. run to us. Thanks. Because they know the level of compassion they will find mm -hmm. in our community, right? So everybody yeah. comes to us. The transgender, I saw a bunch of high school students uh, walk out of school with some transgender kids. And I'm saying to myself, Sam, somebody need to tell them black kids, y'all ain't got nothing to do with that. But this <laughs> is how it is. Yeah. Go go ahead. I'm sorry, Crystal. I had a moment. <laughs> No, I love it. I love it. What you're saying is true. We're obsessed with this struggle. We're obsessed with oppression. I, I like, and I hear some of my 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 brown skin brothers and sisters like, oh, well, we're oppressed. I don't don't add I'm me to that. that. Like, oh. don't add me to that. <laughs> you want to be oppressed. You be impressed. Hey, Crystal, can you stay with us for a couple of minutes after this break, if you don't mind? Listen, our guest, our guest, Crystal Jenkins, this is a great conversation we're having. Feel free to pop in, 321-339-1055. You're tuned into the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. We'll be right back. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Cause she says she learned the hard way. Says she wanna spare the children. Thank you so much, everybody. Is your soul. I'm dedicating that to that bitch-ass mayor of New York. Oh, you guys, your soul, dog. Stand for something. Come on, man. Shout out to my girl, uh, Tracy Chapman. I love you so much, T. Uh, let me just say this, guys. For real, for real. Where do they get these black guys from? Where do they get Brandon Johnson and Eric Adams from? I am absolutely, I've never seen. Holly, where they get these dudes from, man? At what point does your man, being a man, kick in? Uh, being a, go ahead. I don't, I don't have, I'm so confused about the whole situation, to be truthful with you. Just, uh, just listening to, you know, to what they, I, Don, I am confused about the whole thing. That's the best way I can say it. Just, I don't, I don't understand. Well, I, when I look at this, right, two major American cities, yeah, so, yeah. so poignant at the right time, led by young black guys, right, kind of young, right? Yeah, this could be major American cities, right? Go look across this country. When in the history of this country, you got Los Angeles, Chicago. Mm. Hmm? And New York, led by black people. And they all are some of the raggediest Negroes I have ever seen in politics. How does this happen? There gotta be some better people. Because guess what? At what point does it kick in? Let me just give me a minute. At what point does it kick in that all that you have is your soul, man? Dude. I'm looking at Chicago and Brandon Johnson, who came to a microphone and said, I got a black wife and kids. I got to take my Negro, please. And then I'm looking at Brother Adams, man. I feel I, there's a part of me that feel bad for Eric Adams. 
but not for Brandon Johnson. No. There's no, a part no. of me, as I'm looking at this, right, that in never in my life did I think, and I've been around the political conversation a long ass time, never in my life did I think three American, three of the biggest cities in this country would be led by black people. Mm. And I, I, what a day, yay! But look at these people, man. <laughs> look at them. They're not running. They're not. They're, running. No, it's embarrassing. They're not running. They're, they're not running those cities. There's people behind them that actually moving the point. Uh, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, Crystal. I, Crystal, welcome to the Don Miller Brand and Rave <laughs> Show. <laughs> go ahead. I love it. I I just I, I love I love the rant and rave. By the way, but um, I just think honestly, it, and this is us as a community, like blacks as a community, we need to be honest. Blacks have been crappy leaders for a long time. I mean, let's let's just keep it funky. <laughs> yeah, it's I agree just that. on the world stage at this point in time. I mean, we've had we've all dealt with um, our culture, and mm -hmm. that, I mean, I think it was Shelby Still. I don't know if you follow him, absolutely. But he, you know, they all all the all the wonderful black leaders. Probably you, Don. I don't know your situation, but y'all, we have all gone through this whole, you know, Mark is communist oh why don't we all work together why don't we all get together and that is a dead end and, yeah. and we become great leaders when we admit it <laughs> like, so mm -hmm. i am i'm still chanting and cheering for eric adams because he has to get to a point where he's like yo this is whack okay mm -hmm. and i've got to do i hope I so I, I think he would be the one if anybody does <laughs> it i think he would be the one yeah yeah, and then Brandon Johnson and like sitting up there crying. Oh, I got kids. I dropped my kids. I got a black wife. Sir, don't nobody care about that. Like we, we don't care about that. We need you to do your job. Yes. And that and and that and 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 I love that black people are getting to the point where it hold their feet to the fire. Yes, we have to. You, you know, it's interesting. You say crappy leadership. Uh, look at Atlanta, right? You can't blame the white folk for that mess. You can't. Huh? You can't blame them in Fulton County. You can't blame them in DeKalb County because that's Baltimore. been us. Yeah, that's been us for a long ass time. Yeah. After the yeah. '60s, after the '60s, I think our leadership just went one way and decided, you know, what, we're not going to work it. We're not going to work hard but, no but, more. But, but I'm hearing people blame the white man, uh, Crystal, even in Atlanta. Like, yeah. where's the yeah. white guy in Atlanta that's pressing the buttons? I don't know him. I don't know where he is. Holly, you know him. I don't. I don't know of anybody. Ted Turner is he back? It's like. Go ahead. I've been hearing. Go ahead. No, go ahead, baby. And here in Baltimore, like I mean, everybody's black. Like, hey, you can't say the S word. Oh, sorry. That's how you know you you come from a different platform. We understand, but it is going to do do. It's going to do do right. And and the problem is. Uh, this is not a moment to bash blacks, but this is a moment to say we got to figure out what we've been doing wrong. And uh, you look, I, I'm reading an article about somebody saying that the whole Trump thing and the whole Atlanta debacle with the black lady in charge is the white people pressing the buttons behind the scene. And I'm like. Wait a minute! I've been in Atlanta a lot, and been you know. Wait a minute! Where I never saw these yeah. white people. I didn't see them at the club. Didn't see them at the restaurant. <laughs> didn't see them at the car wash on Peachtree Holly. Was they there with us? No, <laughs> they weren't out there. Huh? When you when you own a business, do you have to go to that no, business? Okay, okay. All right. you know what I'm saying. Okay. When you, when you when you own a business, do you have to show up? Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. Cool. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. 
but but yeah. but, but again, when you, when you look at the, the fact that a significant amount of the leadership, three biggest cities in America, this should be a great day. All Democrat. This should be a great day. All Democrat, Don. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. All Democrats. Yeah. So it, 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 yeah. it's 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 more. It's not really the the racial issue aspect of it. It's more those. What 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 are they trying to push? Mm. Are they trying to push mm -hmm. the betterment of our communities, or are they trying to hold us down so that we can continue to vote in such a way that we are dependent? You get what I'm saying? We're dependent on them instead of we're actually willing to, you know. Stand up for ourselves. You, you know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, we want to thank you, Crystal, for joining us. I know we held you a little longer. Uh, tell us a bit about oh, the book. Yeah. You got a book, The Lies They Tell. Can you tell us <laughs> yes. a little bit about that, how we can find it? Okay, so you can go to liestheytell.com, and it's an ebook that I wanted to share. One of my um, passions is uh, young uh, women and this whole abortion thing. They're making yes. this whole election about abortion and it's taking away a woman's natural desire, which is uh, to care for their child mm -hmm. and making it like, oh, it's healthcare, it's not a big deal. And they don't recognize the effects that it has on women. I've had um, several abortions and um, I had I known the truth about abortion and what it does not only just to myself but to our community i would have been a lot smarter and made a lot different decisions i encourage young people and young women especially what would your life have been we always talk about you know oh you're, you're trying to have a better life by having an abortion but what would your life have been if you were made to be a responsible adult mom um, even if it was at a young age or maybe later if you just if you made better decisions about your sexuality. Okay, so, so go please. and follow Crystal. The book is The Lies <laughs> They Tell. Uh, you can yes. find her. Uh, I'm telling you, you got to check out the uh, Pop and Politics on YouTube, Pop and Politics on YouTube, and of course, yeah. uh, Red Pill Brown Girl Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast. Crystal, we got to have you back, okay? okay and Crystal, yes, please have me uh, Come on. And, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> and Crystal, and Crystal I want to I say you give me hope. You, you, you're, helping, you're helping push the narrative out of the door that we as young folk are only a monolith, and we're always going to vote, vote one way, and in reality, we all have our own minds, so I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, absolutely, Crystal. Absolutely, um, Don. You got to get into those black pastors. We got to talk about the black church. Yeah. Oh, welcome back. Matter of fact, you can come back next <laughs> week. We can do that. that. But, but, Crystal, let All me right. before we let you go again. Uh, we want to thank you so much, and just appreciate you popping in. Go follow her, y'all. Uh, also, go Rams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Go Rams. Go Rams. Thanks, bye, 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 Crystal. Uh, again, thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, LP, yeah, interesting conversation with I, a young woman who facts it, say she came from a different kind of conversation. It 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 it, it proves it proves that um, mm -hmm. as we grow up and as she said it herself um, that as you grow you you actually you don't change your mind but okay. you actually you end up seeing the world. They say you live a little longer, mm -hmm. live a little bit longer instead of being in that little bubble. Mm -hmm. You crack out of that bubble, you're able to open up your mind to act, what is real, Holly. Yeah, You know, it's interesting when you talk to people who have come through a different cycle of life and have arrived at a certain point without any pressure from anybody or mm -hmm. any prodding. Uh, what did you think of that conversation? It was it was uh, just what you were saying, Don. Uh, I got a chance to listen and kind of 
get a feel for, you know, how younger people are thinking now, which is, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, it's unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, their thoughts and the, the way that they, uh, they see things are, are, are a lot different than what I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I've seen it. Um, I don't know if, if I'm wrong or right, but in your, you guys' generation, it was more about self, how do I feel and everything like that. But we, we're, we're coming from a new generation where we're seeing the bad and the effects of those those ideas and those policies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's destroyed our communities. And now I think there's a generation of conservatives that are coming up and we're saying, you know what, we're going we're gonna to make sure that this changes. You, you know, it's interesting. There's a point that she hit that's just amazing because uh, she mentioned black. Ma- I mentioned black mayors. We're talking yeah. about black yeah. mayors. And uh, I recall the first black mayor of a major American city. Uh, now, you heard me, LP, talk about this. Uh, yeah. Carl Stokes in Cleveland many years ago. Yes. And these were politicians. These were really? guys who won the seat and immediately. Yeah pivoted toward the people who needed the most help, right? They had a duty. And, yes. And coming out of the civil rights movement, uh, these are guys who immediately, in 1967, when Carl Stokes, and he and his brother were awesome, uh, his brother uh, was mm-hmm. a congressman, and they immediately pivoted. Maynard Jackson made black folk successful and quite wealthy. Coleman yes. Young. Uh, if you go look, so it hasn't always been like this. Not right? at all. Not at uh, all. There were gentlemen who respected and who followed the Toolage and watched guys like Richard J. Daly. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, Richard J. Daly is the greatest mayor in American history. Facts. Uh, if you go read the book Boss by Mike Royko or American Pharaoh, you understand just what power uh, yeah. is in that position. And it's just very important that we understand leadership and how we lead and what it takes to be a great leader. Let's go check out some open mics right here on the Don Miller Show. De Blasio and Dinkins did a better job than Adams as mayor of New York City. This guy used to be the police commissioner. What has he said about these illegals that beat up the police, walked away, got on a plane, and flew to California? Did he provide them with prepaid visa cards? Did he buy the tickets for the plane? What is his take on this whole thing? That's a good point. Yeah. Man, come on. Mayor Adams is a implant. He was put in there. He was propped up, promoted, and put in there to do exactly what he's doing, which is whatever this corrupt administration wants him to do. He's a puppet. And all the others out there. Um, My other question is, Don, uh, D'Amika Holly, don't you think that uh, some racism comes from the family? It's taught into these kids these days when they're young. Okay, good point. We'll talk about it. It's that. interesting. On a daily basis, you like to dismiss, discredit, and belittle small groups in the LGBTQ plus community because you get off on it or something. It's really weird. And your opinions are based on some random Republican's point of view. Maybe you should do a little research. I appreciate that, and I want you to understand <laughs> that I appreciate that. Hey, what's up, Don Miller? Holly Hollerman, Stabbing LP, Sparky 352. Don Miller, you just asked a question that you've answered many, many times. Brandon Johnson and Mayor Eric Adams all come from the Pan and Nan crowd. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. It's, 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 people just keep voting for it, and that's who they pick and put up there. It's, it's sickening, man. Thank you so much. Go ahead. What'd you say? Okay, play. Do you think some of these black leaders like 
maybe mean well uh, as they're running and you know and their intentions might be you know somewhat in line and, and right, but then they just can't handle the pressure and the power and the position, and they just they cave to what they think the the black community wants, you know, which is. Yeah. I don't know what more welfare, free housing. I don't know. I'm not saying all the black community. I'm just saying the the ones of these cities that are run poorly. Well, interesting point. And I'm going to come off of that and I'll let you guys comment on this as well. He just said, uh, do you think they get there and they think this is what the black community wants? Well, I'll tell you what the black community does not want. Hmm. Illegal immigrants coming into their community. I'll tell you what the black community doesn't want. They don't want people who did not pay into the system to benefit from the system. I'll tell you what the black community doesn't want. They also don't want it, and they recognize there is a serious correlation between unemployment and jobs and illegal immigration. And it affects those people at a high level. So I hear hear it, but... Uh, there's no way black folk in Chicago thought Brandon Johnson would bring a bunch of illegals to the south and west sides of Chicago. There's no way. There's no way that the people in Brooklyn and Harlem expected that the black guy would be at the forefront of bringing these people and sitting them on the street corners in their community and then passing out millions and millions of dollars. So these are two guys who definitely ain't got their ear to the ground at the least. Go ahead, Holly. <laughs> you say go ahead, Holly. Uh-huh. But I'm I'm just listening to what you're talking about, Don. Okay, all right. uh, the way uh, the, the the way that this whole thing is is set up right now, there's just too many people that um, that have a hand in it, but don't have a hand in it. Okay. They're they're they're, they're it, it's like it's, I don't think that it's this is the important part of what we're looking at right now. We got an election that's coming up, and these distractions that we have with all these different things of People saying this and uh, it's it's just a distraction right now. I'm worried about who's going to be the president of the United States. I really am worried about that because it's going to change the way we think, although it's going to change the way we we do business. Do you think that the people in many of these communities who are feeling totally treated like like terrible? okay, (laughs) uh, yeah, are going to let this affect the way they're voting? You think the people in New York? Uh, black and white, okay, yeah. Republican and Democrat are going to look at this and let it affect what they think when they go to the polls. Do you think people in Chicago and many of the Texas border cities are going to say, okay, you're not getting my vote. If you think it's a good idea to keep the border open, you're not yeah. getting my vote. So I, I think the correlation, there's a direct correlation between what's happening with this influx of immigrant statement. Okay, and how people are going to vote and anybody. I don't care who Joe Biden sends to the microphone, uh, you know, Jim Clyburn, Maxine Waters or anybody. You see you see there's some Democrats. Now, listen, guys, there's some Democrats who have gigantic followings in the black community you haven't heard from. Mm -hmm. And that is because, guys, I'm telling you, they ain't feeling it. You haven't heard from some you haven't heard from Maxine Waters. She's in California, guys. Real quiet. You haven't heard from her, Holly. You haven't heard. You haven't heard from a lot of the more powerful Democrats. He went and got the eighty-three-year-old black guy in South Carolina. But where are these other Democrats? Because I'm telling you, their position on this immigration conversation is not what you think. Go ahead. 
Uh, do you, do you think it's uh, real quick? Do you think it's out of fear that they're just afraid to talk? Go ahead. Maxine Waters and people like that. No, Maxine has got to know about it. I promise you. No, no, no yeah, she's, she's not, not afraid. Then, then, she's then what's, what's keeping her from, from saying anything? Okay. Uh, can I tell you something? I'll yeah. tell you why. Okay. What's keeping Maxine and many of the other ones from saying anything is they know when they open their mouths, the Democratic Party implodes. I promise you. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they want the whole thing to implode. Holly, what's your, what's your thoughts? That, you know, Don, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. Uh, they're, they're, they're trying to keep it. There's something going on that we just don't know about yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, but it is uh, uh, this next few months are going to be very scary, mm -hmm. very life changing. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of things I think are going to come out that we've thought about but never said i mean it's going to be a lot of stuff that's going on with this and i'm fearful right now that it's going to be uh it can be an ugly situation where it comes out it might end up being black and white no, you know to think, a certain but, 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 it's not going to be but, but think white. about it's this guys think white. about this in the leadership of the democratic party the leadership black leadership okay yeah who black people hang on whatever they say there's none higher than maxine waters Facts. Would anybody agree with that? Yeah. Okay. And anybody heard from her? Anybody heard from Danny Davis or Benny? Well, Benny Thompson's going to do what they tell him to do. But nobody's heard from on this issue. Yeah. On immigration. As crazy as Sheila Jackson Lee was, and she, she represents a border state, did anybody hear her talk about immigration in the border crisis? No. And you're not going to because yeah. their constituents – See this in a different light. So yeah. until I hear from from David Scott or, or Barbara Lee, where's Barbara Lee, guys? Well, Barbara, come on. the point. Let, let me just say this real, real talk. The fact of the matter is black folk know how black folk feel about this. Yeah. And no matter what party situation you're in, they ain't going to come out because they then they run the risk of losing those people. Yeah. There is no black person in America that can lay out a serious conversation that makes sense of allowing 8 million to 10 million people into this country and break them off something mm. and make sense of it. You show me that black person. These these woke-ass white folk who think it's good. Yeah. I promise you, and they don't understand it's the great replacement theory. Many of the black community understand this is great replacement. So tell me the number one leading voice who looks like me who's a Democrat, who has come to a microphone and say, let him in. I'll wait, because you're not going to find that person. That person is not going to do it because they know what the people on the ground. Where's Frederica Wilson? They know what the people on, on the ground are thinking. Yeah, They do. They're like, oh, damn, you know. They want to stay as far away from this issue as they can. Especially because during the time of Trump, they were, they were all hollering, let him in, and then now they're seeing the effects of it. Again, I am telling you, you will lose a lot of people. Media. I don't care what color you are, okay? You haven't heard from Joyce Beatty or Robin Kelly or any of these people, right? Especially the leadership. Yeah. I mean, also, Don, you told me, and I think my dad told me as well, too, just because you have something between your legs doesn't make you a man, and just because you have a position doesn't make you powerful, and you can always be knocked off that powerful. And that's why I think they're also they, they think they're thinking about that as well. No, I, I'm just telling you right now, uh, the immigration conversation is a tricky one, but it's a narrative, it's smart. 
and it's pushed, and people know to shut up on this one. Yeah. Even though they disagree with it, people are nervous because this is a party problem. And if the right people start saying this is wrong, the party crashes. I promise you. Look, we're going to head to break and we come back. Feel free to call us. We're going to turn the corner, 321-339-1055, the number to dial. The Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams for American Humane. For thousands of years, dogs have been our best friends in our worst times. Today, we're also learning that our best friends, millions of whom are abandoned each year, are often the best medicine when people are facing obstacles. To help both people and animals, organizations like American Humane have been working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, finding animals in need of forever homes and training them as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help our veterans, the elderly, and children overcome the daily obstacles of life. In this way, the rescued can become the rescuers. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, <laughs> please visit AmericanHumane.org. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. This big dog will fight when you rattle his cage. And you'll be sorry that you mess with the U.S. of A. Cause we'll put a boot in your ass and see America wait. Hey, rest in peace. Toby Keith, guys. Toby Keith passed away. Oh, my goodness. Toby Keith had some amazing music over the years. Uh, he passed away yesterday, from what I understand, at 62 years of age. So, uh, wow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, just passed away. And uh, he had some great songs. Red Solo Cup. Uh, man, oh, man. Some, some really good music. Man. Red Solo Cup. Yeah. American yeah. music, man, at its best. Uh Wow. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Welcome back. Hey, Holly, I want to hit on something real quick and turn the corner. So in the last 16, 18 years, uh, we're coming up to the Super Bowl uh, this weekend. Uh, I don't Who's playing in the Super Bowl? I know it's the Kansas it's, City Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs the, and the Taylor San Swifties Francisco. and the 49ers. And yeah, the 49ers, okay. So, yeah, all right. So that, those will be big numbers. I think those will still be big Super Bowl numbers, right? Yeah. A lot of people are going to watch the Super Bowl this weekend. Um, and historically, uh, before the Super Bowl, because the Super Bowl bounces from network to network. Every year it switches up to another network. But historically, uh, the President of the United States does a 12 to 14, 15-minute interview prior to the Super Bowl. And there is a gigantic audience uh, over 100 million people tune in uh, to watch the Super Bowl all over the world. It is no better platform. Obama did it every year. Trump did it. Uh, Joe Biden did it uh, in 2020. And so in the last few years, Joe Biden's team, and, and this year alone, uh, has, has come to uh, the conclusion uh, that he is not going to do a sit-down interview uh, before the Super Bowl. Uh, didn't do it last year, not going to do it this year. 
And it's interesting because in a situation that as tight as it is politically, guys, why would you not take that opportunity? What are your thoughts, guys? What are your thoughts on that? You know what it is, bro. I mean, the dude is not that stable. So you wouldn't put him in front of someone to be able to show that he's not stable to do those kind of things. I mean, he need to be, that wouldn't be a good look for him. That wouldn't be a good look. I agree. I, I agree completely, Wally. Um, now, I mean, they, they cannot risk putting him in front of a microphone or something. Yeah. Too much heat on him right now. But, yeah. but but this is, is a gigantic audience. It they is. can't clean him up for a few minutes. I mean, hell, nope. even even Nikki Haley went on SNL last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You know, I mean, she has no chance at hell. What what about Kamala Harris? Should they put her in front? Oh, wow. Then I would watch the Super Bowl if you let her do the interview <laughs> up front because that would be babbling. Would be, yeah, uh, yeah. I get here. She her would now. word salad herself all. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, she talks about everything but the right thing. It, you know, it's just interesting because we're watching this gentleman on the decline, yet everybody acts like it's not happening, man. It's but, like, oh, it's not happening. Nothing yeah, to see here. Keep it moving. Well, but Don't the thing is, the they're looking at this whole thing like it's it's not a big deal. And uh, either way, bruh, it's going to be it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good, man. It's, it's too much go- too much going on, bro. Uh, we we can go to bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there, right. Thank you. You, you know, it, it's just they they have to be behind the scenes. Uh, and I'm hearing some interesting things coming from up there. They got to be behind the scenes plotting something. This cannot go on. This cannot. Listen, guys, I want anybody who's hearing my voice. I will be stunned if this can get to to July to July. OK, I will be stunned if this can get to July. I can't see this getting to July because in the next month or so, it's time to get out on the road, guys. It's time to get out on the road. It's time to campaign hardcore. I, I they they already got the ads out. Um, they got um anti anti Trump ads all over. Yeah, but nobody listen. You got to be out on the road, okay? Last time, last cycle, they kind of kept him hidden. Uh, but uh, uh, it, you know, this is uh, this is Ollie's doing dishes. Oh, <laughs> hey Ollie! Wow, put the dishes down, man. People texting us saying they hear you in the background. Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, but so, so how long do you think they play this out that this guy's, this guy's infirmed? Can we use that word today? Mm-hmm. Infirmed. They're, okay. For, huh? They're, they're, they're going to have, um, pre, pre-prepped videos of him sitting in the basement again. But again, why not just, I'm, I'm shocked in a way that they've gone this long with it. Yeah. Because they don't have, look, they, oh, ma- I know they have no backup. The plan. biggest mistake I, I can tell you that they are looking at now. If they look over this entire thing, is putting her as vice president. <laughs> That's, oh my God! Because even if you had a half decent vice president, they probably would have figured a move out. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then they, they, they yeah. didn't plan this out. They yeah. didn't plan this out like they should have because it was good for the for the moment to be able to get the votes, but you needed to have a change so that if it was a, a another time of her being there, that it wouldn't have been. A, we're in a bad situation. That's the best I can say. It, well, they, they, they don't have the, the guts to put anybody up against him. The Democrats is what I mean. I mean, South Carolina is your perfect example. Mm-hmm. And they're taking a victory lap on the fact that he got 96% there. But who did he run against? And, of course, you don't run against an incumbent, but they don't have the guts to put anybody up against him. You, you know, it's interesting, Dan. If you're going to do this, 
I still think that there should be a 15-minute interview before the Super Bowl. We've had yeah. it forever. You know, tape it. Ta- you know, take some clips. Put some clips together. Yeah, okay. do a 60 I, minutes. Pull a 60 I minutes. I think it just would be a waste of time anyways. I mean, they could be doing something like a lot more exciting, like the the Cat Bowl or the... The, <laughs> the Cat Bowl is more exciting. Yeah, you the know, ice cream the little cats running around, yeah, or the something else, but... I mean, what can he really say other than, hey, I don't know what's going on and I'm confused? <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah, so, you know, I just, you know, when you look at this, uh, it just really gets to a point uh, where I'm just waiting to see what, what's going to happen, guys, because there's yeah. no way that this can continue uh, down this road. Uh, there were other two other people in South Carolina on on by on a ballot in South Carolina. Marion Williamson uh, Stedman, who's always on the ballot, a guy named Dean Phillips, who I haven't heard heard of, but the the, the numbers were extremely low. The turnout was terrible. <laughs> that nobody came to vote, guys. <laughs> nobody voted, and it's amazing when you, when you even can, the NBA is sitting this one out as far as pushing Democrats or you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't heard, no. I haven't heard no sponsorships. No, it's just it's it's like, and and I think everybody's waiting for Taylor Swift's endorsement uh-huh. because somebody got them believing, guys. The voter participation history, twenty twenty four, the voter participation history, right? Yeah, and twenty oh eight in the primary in South Carolina. 23.7 percent 2020 it was 16.4 guess what the voter turnout was in 2024 in the great state of south carolina anybody want to guess take a I'm guess, guess 10 percent how much i'm gonna say eight percent how much you think 10 percent well holly what do you think i'd, I'd have to go with 20 percent 4.9 percent oh wow nobody voted but, so but so, so for you but for you to do a victory lap on the yeah. fact that four percent of the people voted <laughs> Duh, uh, but half, uh, didn't they get a ma- majority of the black vote <sighs> again four percent of the people voted that's like <laughs> when holly run for the mayor Edenville. we can just kind of yeah. they, they got an angle need id Right, so oh, we could just take yeah. people from Altamont Springs and all over <laughs> to go vote for Holly. They'd be like, "Man, oh. Holly got ten thousand votes in Eatonville, even though it ain't but twenty two hundred people there." <laughs> but no voter ID, okay? Oh, so we need God. to stand down on the voter ID to Holly run for Eatonville. They'd be like, "Man, people are driving from D Land and Fort Walton oh, Beach. I think wow. we can get some people to drive down, get a van from Fort Walton Beach. <laughs> yeah, Y'all meet up, over. meet up at yeah. Leaf and I'm gonna put a yard sign, a Holly yeah. yard, a yard sign. Meet up at Leaf and <laughs> Logger in Fort Walton Beach and come down here uh, and oh. vote for Holly in Eatonville and come over from Ocala and, and all the places that listen to uh, the show. Come on down and just vote for Holly. They, no voter ID needed. And, uh, and yeah. you might get a vote twice if yeah. you want. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what, what I'll be making. What about what is it, about 15000 a year? Uh, I don't know what the salary <laughs> is, but it won't be enough for you to go to lunch. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a radio salary. Yeah, for, yeah. for real. Oh, right. God. Absolutely. Oh, but, uh, it, you know, it's just interesting because uh, th- when you watch this play out in a crisis time, guys, it should mm. not be like this. Let's check out some open mics. What up, Don Miller Show? Just commenting about the uh, the mayor of Chicago complaining about not having enough time to do this and that. Well, when you're running for mayor, who, what idiot does not understand that if you take that position, you're going to be spending 70, 80 hours a week yes. on the job. Who yep. doesn't realize that? He needs to sit his ass down 
do something else. Be a home dad if you want to. I don't really give a crap, but we need something better than that. We definitely do. Go ahead. Todd Natana. Everything I know, I seem to have learned from Undercover Brother and the movie The Jerk. The man is behind everything. And don't trust Whitey. Lord loves a working man. See a doctor and Beto, Beto. Oh, wow. Beto, Beto. Hey, Don. Love the show, man, but can that dude stop saying facts? Facts. Go ahead. All right. Hey, Don, it's Mark again. There he is, Liberal Larry, hiding behind the open mic. Hey, Larry, why don't you call in and have a discussion with Don Miller? I would appreciate that. I would like that. Hey, Don, I forgot to give my cousin Heath a shout-out. He's listening up in Oregon. I saw him this weekend. I hadn't seen him in a couple years. Shout-out to you, Heath. What's his name, Heath? Okay, Heath in Oregon. Hey, man, uh, we love your cousin down here, man. He's our friend. Uh, Liberal Larry, call your boy, man. It's okay. You don't have to throw rock and hide your hand. Just give me a call. You know, Larry calls out that I'm attacking the LGBT community, and why do I poke the... I don't poke the LGBT community. Oh, Paul. Thank you for that. Pause. Uh, and you need to stop saying facts and say something else, okay? Correct. Uh, huh? Correct. Truth or right. Truth, right. Or for show. Say for, for show. show. Okay, uh, let's yeah. be urban. Let's be urban. That, 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 that's way too for urban. Shizzle. For shizzle. Yeah, for shizzle. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Did anybody watch the Grammys the other night? No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, I did. No, I, I watched okay. them. Uh, did you, Stedman? I uh, I did not, but I got sent the video of Tracy Chapman, and somebody was cutting onions in my room. Okay, uh, got a little got a little teary eyed. You know what's funny? That's why I want to talk about uh, Tracy Chapman. Is a remarkable story uh, for. This is how it came up to me. Okay, yeah. uh, the new guy released Tracy Chapman's song "Fast Car," a uh, pretty good country music singer. Yeah, Blue Combs. Really good. His name really good. That's his name, right? And there are a lot of people who was like, man, had no idea who Tracy Chapman was. Yeah. And so back in the day, in the 80s, Tracy Chapman was a young student at Tufts University, uh, singing in cafes, coffee shops, playing her guitar, great folk singer. And she was spotted by one of the, the guy Koppelman, who ran Electra Records. Son was a student at Tufts. And kind of introduced her to her dad, and the, she blew up, okay? Um, Tracy had great music, like phenomenal music, some of the best music that I have ever heard. She's one of the greatest songwriters I've ever mm. Anybody knows nice. she's one of the greatest songwriters of all nice. time. Uh, she's inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And so there were people who were watching, and somebody said, man, who is the... Uh, who was the black lady singing with Luke singing Luke Combs' song with him? No, it was her, her song. song. Yeah. Okay, and it was beautiful, Stedman. It was a really good clip. Uh, it, you know, I don't, I didn't watch the Grammys, but well, she, I, she, she finally got her flowers. Man, yeah, people were absolutely. applied. She almost broke down in the yeah, middle of absolutely, it. She was so man. overcome because uh, she got she she she's won big before, and she's got a gigantic following. She's done well. Uh, but she never kind of hit that place uh, because there were still a lot of black people didn't know who she was. Yeah, she never got that recognition. Well, she left. Huh? She left the business though. She, yeah, she left the business. Yeah. She was like, had enough. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And that was just. Yeah, and and she lives a very private life uh, mm -hmm. still to this day. 
And uh, but it was just great to see that. And and people, you know, and I love her music. I've always loved her music. She's always uh, been on my playlist. It's just, but the songs that some people have heard, you know, they've heard the. Man, yeah. she was actually a strong activist yeah. in her music. Uh, and at the 70th birthday for uh, Nelson Mandela, she sang. In the, at the stadium in front of 100 plus thousand people and nobody knew who she was at that point yeah. uh, but some of her music has just really uh, and, and Luke Combs even said it Luke yeah. Combs like he learned that song driving in a pickup truck with his dad with his dad yeah. and this song his dad played this song and her music over and over again as a kid so if you can look at him on the stage he was like wow yeah. I just I thought that was beautiful and at a time there's so much is going on uh, I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, Tracy Chapman, who I think is one of the greatest, greatest alternative indie uh, performers of all time. Uh, she hails from Cleveland, Ohio, and I've had the opportunity to meet her and talk to her. And she's just a shy, shy person who's very low key. Her mom, Hazel, still lives in Cleveland. And I just, you know, it's just amazing when I watch that, that over the years, uh, she had not gotten her flowers, like you said, Stedman. Mm -hmm. uh, but you got to go check out her music. Uh, of course, you know Fast Car, but Give Me One Reason is amazing. Mm -hmm. Talking about a revolution is amazing. Uh, Stedman, I want to play some of her music next when we come out of this next break. Because, yeah, you got it. Uh, she also did a version of Stand By Me that I think, next to the gentleman who performed that song and wrote that song, her version of that song is probably one of the greatest of all time. So shout out to Tracy Chapman. Uh, for just being stellar and presenting great and well-written music over the years. Uh, got to go somewhere. Real quick, I'm going to touch on something. Um, oh, I got so much going on in my head, you guys. Um, LP, you sent me something. Go, come on, get, get yeah, to yeah. work, get to work. Right, so, well, what, what, what I, what I kind of noticed last night was uh -huh. pretty much the um, Mayorkas impeachment. Okay. And uh, the Mayorkas... Mayorkas is the... Secretary of Homeland Security. Yes, uh, he has dropped the ball on his job consistently, yes. and he keeps dropping the ball. So they've moved to impeachment hearings to impeach Secretary Mayorkas. He has to be impeached by the House and the Senate. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. He's currently in. Uh, he's currently in the uh, House. Uh, they've sent it to um, a committee right now, and then they're going. They, I think they've all voted. Um, it was a seven. To, it was a seven to four vote, and it's going to be moving forward. Uh, what what is what is important about this, and a lot of people don't realize, is that the Democrats, well, I say the Biden administration is using Mayorkas as a shield because he's the one implementing their policies. So he's going to end up being the fall guy for this. But they're saying, oh well, they have to defend him. They have to defend him, and the reason why they have to defend him is because if he if he falls, the rest of their policies and everything else comes to light. But but the immigration, the border conversation, falls directly under his leadership. Correct? It, yes, it does. So why can't this under any other situation with a guy in this position, would people be looking for his job? Uh, yes, everybody right now is looking for his job. They like if, if the the issue is the Republicans need to put somebody in that position. They need to get somebody in that cabinet. And a lot of people think, oh, the 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 president is the one that um, fix up the cabinet. Yes, but once a, once somebody is impeached, they have the hearings to put somebody. Okay, in that but, cabinet. but but again, it's interesting too. Uh, 
he has failed at his job. Yes. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me, do you think the guy's failed at his job? No, absolutely. I mean, yes. Blatantly. Completely. Willfully. Okay. And you say willfully. Yeah, they say he has willfully ignored the laws that the Congress has already placed on um and in place down so once you once you once you do not follow those laws you're committing a you're committing a, a crime so so this is the thing so biden's coming to the microphone in the next hour or so to speak on the border crisis yeah but he can't speak to us before the super bowl <laughs> i'd rather hear him before the super bowl he, Sit probably, down. he probably thinks people still wear leather helmets yeah relax put on a jersey pick his team and just talk to us before the super bowl no, he, he's not going to do that. As Why? That, because then, because then he would show who he really is right now. And who is he? He's an mm. incompetent person right now who had who is. But he's suffering from dementia. Dementia. And yeah, I mean, and it, I'll just say this: anybody who's lived with somebody, my father passed from dementia. Really? Anybody who's yeah, anybody who's seen it knows it. Wow. You know mm. the signs. You know, and I mean, that's why I that's don't know how quickly this is going to make succumb. He's going to succumb to this, but that's that's how he's going out of the world, guys. Wow. wow. Dimension's going to get him. You think so? Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. I don't know if it's going to be next month. Well, it's not going to be next month. I don't know if it's going to be next year or whatever. But if he's reelected, it's just I don't know who your, who your vice president's going to be if the Democrats sneak it out, but, which but, they're but, not going to do. But, but, but we're watching this, guys, and those of us who have had family members that we've watched decline. I watched my mama, okay, yeah. just recently. It starts off slow, and then it goes fast, Edmund. And, and when it hits the gas, guys, it's ugly. And so how can we be okay with this? How can nobody raise their hands like, hey, guys, uh, you know, we, we, nobody will be mad. I yeah. think everybody will take a pause if the right thing is done by this gentleman. I, don't, I think there will be a stand down from the Republicans. Yeah. And to save the country? I, I agree and disagree at the same time because we all know the little secret. He's not in charge. We all know the little secret. He's not. But in but but again, to save the country, can we at least? They, they can't do it because then that will put that will that would that would take the power away from the Democratic Party right now. They have the they have the political leader at the moment. So it's it's a, it's dirty. It's a dirty game, Don. But Holly, what are your thoughts, man? Do, you know, at what point do you pause on the politics and and save the country, or really uh, present to Americans the people that we're trying to save the country? At least they're not. Well, the thing is that you don't. You don't know who's running the country, for one, right. because we know that Biden, is, we know he's not competent to do that. So someone else is running the country right now. And we don't have any idea who that is. We know that Biden would be this, this spokesperson, allegedly. Um, your alternative is Donald Trump, which to me is as bad as, as could be worse. It could be worse to, to me. And that's where I don't understand why we're we're taking the time right now to even uh, well to address it because there's so much going on that no one knows what's going on right now. I'm right now because of the the situation of the president. I mean the uh, uh, the the guys Donald Trump being in the situation he's in, he could be impeached or I mean or or jailed or whatever anytime soon. The, the the person the other person that's in place 
we already know what his situation is. We're, we're, we're between the rock and the hard place right now. I, mean, I, I, I would prefer Donald Trump. I, 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 I would prefer Donald Trump because mm, we've, we've already mm. experienced his presidency. The only thing that he did wrong was um, use Twitter fingers. That was it. Other than that, he he, he hey. held it down. I said it a million times, guys. If he would just shut the hell up and just run the country, I'd be good. I I would he, even. He did a good job. Consider voting for him. He did a great job. I mean, I, I can't I can't sit here and knock him because just because he 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 didn't say things that people um expected to be politically correct. I mean, it, I would rather somebody that was a, a man man be up there and and speak as a man. And he mm. did. So I mean, I mean. Mm. I, I, how did how did how do you? My question is how how did he not get reelected? He didn't get reelected because there was there was in my opinion there was issues there was issues going on. Yeah. I, I'd say I'd say he he didn't get reelected because. But but, yeah. but 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 I, I don't I don't want to say it, you, you know there's a groundswell to get people to vote. It's the Democrats. They yeah. do it. They did it with Obama once. They mm-hmm. did. Well. They did it with Biden once. Mm-hmm. They but they don't rally back to back elections. In like the that. history, they have never rallied back to back. No, like and that. that's why it's not going to happen this time. Okay, and that's what I, I get it. Uh, I can tell you, uh, I've, I, you know, I'm hearing from people that, you know, Joe Biden's fine with black people. But if you know black people like I know black people, ain't going to be no surprises, especially now. I think the immigration thing took many of the urban communities over the top. I'm telling you right now. And I don't know if he got people on Twitter or definitely on Instagram. And there is no love uh, I'm obviously not a black man, but there should be more outrage in the okay. black community. Uh, over this. Yeah, there should be more outrage. Yes. There should be. Absolutely. I think if, if this situation was reversed and the president was a Republican, there would be marches. This would be Black Lives Matter type marches. Yeah. But again, uh, there, there's this hush. There's this hush. There should be more outrage. These people are getting resources that many people in the urban community have been begging for for years. Yeah. Let's go to break. We come back. We'll continue the conversation. You listen to The Don Miller Show. No matter who we are, or where we come from, we all experience difficulties in life. Military veterans know that sometimes it takes strength and determination to make it through. Whether it's obvious physical challenges or struggles on the inside, it takes strength to ask for help when you need it. I knew that I had to get support, not just for me, but for the sake of my wife and kids. Talking about it has helped me feel more like myself again. Honestly, it was hard to open up at first, but it's changed my life for the better. Learn how veterans like us have reached out for help and hear stories of strength and recovery at maketheconnection.net. While serving in Iraq, our vehicle was hit. They didn't think I was going to make it. I'm LaToya Lucas, and I'm a veteran. I had to learn to live with the scars, both visible and invisible. DAV helps veterans like LaToya get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year. My victory is overcoming my wounds so I can help other veterans. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. (laughs) 
That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ eye and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Back to the Don Miller Show on Florida Man Radio. everybody welcome back again tracy chapman she had good music statement she had real good music clean concise great storytelling uh hey listen um eric adams the mayor of new york we started talking about this cat earlier and it's just amazing (laughs) when these guys (laughs) they pivot you know the guy in chicago with the black wife and the black kids in the soccer game so Eric Adams, I guess, he's like, I'm going to outdo him with the race card. <laughs> uh, Eric Adams was just at another event, and we got that ready. Uh, listen to this, Holly. Deputy Mayor Williams Ison, Deputy Mayor Mira Josie, Deputy Mayor Amazon, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer. Have you ever seen this much chocolate leading the city of New York? Oh, wow. And then go down the line. Look, look. Who's here? This is representative of the city. That's why people are hating on me. You trying to figure out why they're hating on me? They're hating on me because those are, how many of you go to church? Man, Man hold on, stop. He, he, done hit, he done hit the church card and the black card. <laughs> He's struggling. Wow. Come on, listen to this, Holly. One and twelve moment. Jesus walked in the temple. He saw them doing wrong in the temple. He did what? He turned the table. Get okay, home. stop, stop. Get this would... dude. This dude is a clown, guys. Uh, Holly, he reaching, ain't he? <laughs> Y'all go to church. I'm still Eric. I'm black. But you're uh, ruining a city, dude. And you, dad, man, you haven't seen this much chocolate. Uh, <laughs> is that Holly? Did that sound yeah. a little desperate? Uh, it, it, you know what? It kind of sounds like your, your, your boy, when he went up, uh, after, uh, Trump spoke and he <laughs> interrupted him and he was like, cause I love you. You know, it was, it's the same, just, uh, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Listen to this guys. The tale of two black men, you know, it, it's two black guys. Where did we get these guys from? Listen to this. Parent in this city. I get it. I'm mayor. I get it. But you're asking me to give you a date. And I have to court. Do you understand that you have not had a mayor like me? I get that. I have a wife. I have children. They have schedules. And plus, we still have public safety that we have to address. We still have the unhoused that we have to address. I still have a budget that I have to address. And I'm doing all of that with a black wife raising three black children Stop on the it. West Side. Right, right. Thank you. Oh, now, wow. now, wait a minute. I get it, but I don't get it. Okay, yeah. that ain't. What are these guys doing? 
How come they can't just take the L silently? <laughs> just, just, just take the L. Just stand up there and say, I messed up. I'm messing up. Um, you're you're going to be Jobs broke. are hard, guys. It's hard. It's hard damn work. Yes, man. It's called jobs. But I'm black. I want the people at JV. I'm black. And I got a black family and a black wife. And I got black kids. So I need three days off to take them to soccer. They play soccer in the evening, too. I What? That's embarrassing. I feel I, I'm, I, and I'm, I go to church. I, I, feel I actually go to church, and I'm black and go to church. I go to church, and I'm tired, and I'm black, and I go to the gas station. I get my gas, then I go to Eatville, then I go back to church, then I got to pick the kids up from soccer on my way home from church, and I'm this is hard work. Yeah. This is hard work. <laughs> and everybody around me is black. I put black people on. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Don Miller show how chocolate it is? <laughs> he put black people on the bottom of his shoe. Oh. That, 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 this, is, this, yeah, this is not good. Oh, my God. I, I, Don? He put black this is what happens, what? though, really, when you put people in positions that don't know how to maneuver crisis. And that's what we're seeing. And it's interesting to me uh, the, I don't think uh, Mayor Adams probably, as far as I know from a lot of people who know him, has really been the guy to play the race card historically, mm. but he's in a corner. Yep. And he is doing what many people who have not engaged in that conversation are doing. He's, re, he's he, he, hey, somebody say, help me. He, he, okay? thought, he thought the script was going to work, and now he's going <laughs> off the script, and he don't know what to but do. But guess what happens when they go off the script? They reach for... The people with compassion. Yep. Hey, guys, they, see how they're treating me? <laughs> Holly, see how they're treating me, man? Oh, my God. Come Don, and help me. <laughs> it is It is so embarrassing to just to just think that this is the people that we have as leaders. These these are our leaders, bro. That's, that's, but but that's the, a, the amazing part is he hit a scripture, and it's a lead the scriptures alone and do your job, right? Immediately. For real, man. You hear the scripture from the book of Don. You, you think Jesus gives a crap? From, <laughs> from, the oh, book wow. of, from the book of Don. Now listen to this, guys. He who not doeth his job, go home. <laughs> Facts. Okay, let's repeat that. From the book of Don. He who not doeth his <laughs> job, go, go home. Silently. <laughs> Silently. No, come on, man. <laughs> they always come out here. Sonny Willis, guess what she did when she got caught? Y'all know where she went? To, to church. church. And then yeah. she said she's a black woman, and black women are under attack. Embarrassing the people. Funny. They need to uh. get Funny Willis, Brandon Johnson, Mayor Adams, and any of these people who take these jobs yeah. and melt in crisis scenarios and call on Jesus and the Negro. Because the ne we got That's enough problems. We got enough problems. We don't need to take They on call your on Jesus and the Negro. But from the book of Don, he who cannot do it the job, go, go home silently. Okay? <laughs> so, so, <laughs> not do it the job. No, but swallowed up. <laughs> oh, swallowed wow. up by the job. The yeah. job is swallowing them up. Yeah. Right? Oh. Yeah, it, you oh, ever had a goodness. job that you felt like was swallowing you up? Oh wow. You ever been in a situation where you felt like you just couldn't, you had no way out? Yeah. Listen, let me tell you what you do. That's when you go to HR. 
You go to HR. <laughs> I'm not lying. Wait a minute. Huh? You ever been at a job? Now, come on. Give us a call. 321-339-1055. You ever had a job when you oversold yourself? Yeah. Holly, you ever had a job? You ever had a job? Yeah, I, I, I was HR. We call that the George O'Leary. <laughs> George O'Leary job. I, when you ever had a job that you wanted to quit, but you didn't know how to do it. Okay? Yeah. But you didn't want to embarrass your family because you're the first person in your family to get to this level. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> he, he went to Biden. He went to Biden. I can tell you, man, huh? <laughs> what you do when you get that job and you're the first person in your family, you a hero in your family, first person to get to this level, man. And you turn and you say, I can't do this uh, job, man. No, nah, he went to oh, Biden. What they say? This ain't what I signed up for. Facts. Huh? No, nah, he, he went to Biden and Biden sent the lawyers after him. Listen to me from the book of Don. <laughs> First chapter, third verse. Resign. He could, who cannot doeth the job, doeth the job, go home. And I'm just Sign saying, guys, and, and we should be offended for real. We really should be offended that these people, when they get jammed up, they hit us with a scripture. Hey, buddy, you're making noise. Okay. Uh, you don't hear that I do, okay? Uh, <laughs> everybody gets shot down in the studio. But let me just say this. Real talk. We should be offended that every time these people get jammed up, this is what they do. Especially some of these black folk. You run to the church. Fonnie Willis had no business in the church. You were a jump off to a married man. Oh, wow. And you go to the church, and the bishop lets you stand in his pulpit. Mm. And then you say, black women are under attack. And the people in the audience stand and cheer. That's shameful on everybody there. All of them wasn't black, just by the way. The point is, this guy is jammed up. Adam is jammed up right now. Adams don't know what to do, guys. I promise you. This dude is like, man, I don't like this job. <laughs> okay? Mm. And what do you do? Because nobody has the kahunas, right, guys? Yeah. To just stand up and say, I bit off more than I can chew. Right? Because they could easily say that. Okay? I didn't, I, look, I've said, look, I can't do this. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Y'all need to find somebody else. Right? Because the longer you sit, the worse it's going to get. Facts. Okay? And when you look at this guy in all of these games that he's playing, right? He knows, Holly, I think Eric Adam knows he's been set up. Would you agree? Yes. He knows. He's like, damn, I can't believe y'all did me like this. But Mr. Adams, at that moment, right, that's when you take the L and, or, or make a serious, because there's nothing he can do, right? There's nothing he can do. Yeah. Take the L. And figure out what your next job is going to be. Because you are... Fake an illness and say you have to resign. <laughs> no, really. You know? Just, hey, man, I want to oh, do what everybody say. Hit them with the okie doke. Do what everybody say. I want to go home and be with my family and spend time with my kids or something. Make up something. But the, the fact of the matter is, whatever happened to the people, you know, that just said, you know what? Enough's enough. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> you know, whatever happened to... Resigning in grace. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. 
Now, for real, oh, man, wow. you got to man up. They, they know you done got got, right? Yep. Johnny Paycheck, man, you done got got. They got you. Nobody helping you. Got. Just be man up like Johnny Paycheck and say, take this job and shove it. I'm out. Get gone. And guess what? There will be people, let me just say this, mm. that will respect him more at oh, that yeah. moment than they do now. That's facts. Democrats hmm? love some compassion. Hmm? Yeah, that's there will be people. There will be people who will look at Eric Adams and say he stood for something. Mm. I'm telling you, because right now the history of Eric Adams, if he lo- leaves tomorrow or loses the next election or whatever, is he ruined that city? Hey, coming up 3 p.m. Eastern time, the Shannon Burke Radio broadcast right here, at Florida Man Radio, 2 p.m. Central, Shannon. Easy and the lovely and very talented Heather. That's at 3 p.m., 2 p.m. Central. Also, followed by Jesse Kelly, 7 p.m. tonight on Florida Man Radio. And in the morning, Bubble Love Sponge, all right here on Florida Man Radio. So for myself, Holly Holloman, Stedman, LP. See you all. Bye-bye, everybody. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY. Bill O'Reilly here. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Coming up next, the news with Mike Slater. Thank you, Bill. It's Tuesday, February 6th, 2024. Here's what's happening today in America. Chaos in D.C. Illegals acting illegally. Rain in California. Cancer in the King. And all rise in Iowa. It's all coming up, then Bill's going to be here with your message of the day. But first, absolute chaos in D.C. as this new immigration bill has been released. There are senators that are so vehemently opposed to this bill. They're calling for people to be primaried and even maybe removed from leadership positions entirely. It's so bad, it looks like even McConnell won't vote for his own bill that he supported, or Lankford even. And the Democrats' spin, of course, is Republicans. Why don't you want to secure the border like us Democrats do? Oh, that's rich. Steve Scalise said, let me be clear, the Senate bill will not receive a vote in the House. Speaking of illegal immigrants, New York City Police Department executed a search warrant, arrested seven suspects, all from Venezuela, linked to the theft of 62 phones from women who they pickpocketed or snatched their purses. They would ride up behind their victim, usually a woman walking alone on the sidewalk, and mug them right there. They would then use their Apple Pay as much as possible and then send the phones back to Colombia where they were wiped and and resold. This is right after six asylum seekers were arrested for beating up two police officers in Times Square and, of course, released without bail and then flipped off you as they were leaving the courthouse. Massive amounts of rain in Los Angeles in particular, up to 10 inches in some areas. L.A. averages 14 inches a year. We know of one storm-related death. Another man jumped into the L.A. River trying to save his dog. Both were rescued. Many people evacuated due to mudslides, especially in places where there recently were wildfires. The king of the United Kingdom has cancer. 
started treatment last night. The King's 75. He has canceled all public events, and Prince Harry has flown home to England. In patriotism news, the Iowa State Legislature is considering a law that would require schools to have everyone stand for the singing of the national anthem at the start of each school day. A lot of schools don't even do the Pledge of Allegiance anymore. This bill would not only require students to sing 